Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Witcher Blood Origin is coming, and we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hi, everybody. Mike Bloom here, back with yet another chapter in the ever-growing, ever-complex <laughs> world of The Witcher adaptation on Netflix. Uh, the world of Andrei Sapkowski's novel brought to life on the streaming service into a brand new territory in a familiar world in a very different time as we are exploring the prequel spinoff of The Witcher, The Witcher Blood Origin, dropping all four episodes of what they declare a special event on Christmas Day 2022. One last stocking stuffer to get in before the new year expires. And so I am back to cover yet another chapter in The Witcher franchise. But of course, I'm not alone. We are covering The Witcher Blood Origin. So of course, I had to bring in the person who is part of my origin story with the series and is... My blood, I suppose. No, no we're not blood. Well, I, I don't know. I, I as you know, remorsefully, I, I go through a lot of. Don't put that things. out there. No, well, by survivor standards, we're I blood. See. I see. Yes, we are part of like that tribe. I guess you could say. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, again, and you don't know in the process, like, uh, when the papers are signed. Listen, The Witcher is all about making promises and signing contracts and how that gets locked in, so. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. The child surprise, you know? Oh, okay, a child surprise. The idea that promises are made, oaths are kept. I know, but I feel like when you say we're blood, you're insinuating something terrible no okay yeah let me just let me just put out this blanket statement um angela and we're I are not related we're not related there's no incest going on in the bloom household didn't think we'd start off the podcast with that disclaimer nope but yeah here we are it's been a while it's been uh, a while can you guess when we were talking about the witcher season two do you remember no i can't even remember where i was today so <laughs> all right well aside from that alarming factoid uh yeah i believe it was december 2021 actually so it's been a year it's been i mean it's been a year but no, yeah it's it, been like the worst year so hopefully this is not like an indication about like the year to come hopefully we set things off on a better foot yeah we have been uh it's been a while since you've heard angela on a podcast in general let alone talking about the witcher <laughs> she has been busy she has been busy we uh, as you know similar to many households that have young children in it, have been just ravaged with illness this entire <laughs> ravaged fall season. Just constant illnesses. Yeah, we were hoping for Aratusa to come in and just bring us some sort of magical salve at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, unfortunately, that did not happen. But we're healthy now today, this lovely Christmas weekend. Yes. and Happy I, Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate. How do you happy feel? Happy Yule. Happy Yule and to you and Lul as well. How mm -hmm. do you feel about the Christmas Day release? Because The Witcher is a very... You know, I love it because I think about like a Christmas Day release and it tends to be more of like a like a wholesome thing or mm -hmm. it's like for me it's always been like the doctor who christmas special or like that's something that's like very like quintessential christmas like nothing um of this nature and i like it so, yeah so you're saying like screw the cozy sweaters mm -hmm. and it's like the one year during the super bowl when they had um a like back-to-back -back marathon of charmed and that's what i watched it was great. What, during the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay, I was like, that wasn't the halftime show, right? No, Charmed was not the <laughs> halftime show of the Super Bowl. You claim to be a football fan. How dare you? It was the early 2000s. It was, you never but know. it was it was like everyone was watching that, and I was like, I'm going to watch this Charmed. Wow, <laughs> true counterculture represented yeah. in you. No, but I do think this will be fun because it is a little bit different than your typical Christmas Day release, and I, I'm into it. Yeah, well, The Witcher is very much a winter show. You know, the I second season so. came out December 2021. Uh, the first season came out December 2019, and I do feel like it has very wintry vibes i don't know maybe it's just because I, you're just thinking that gerald's hair is white so it sounds like it's like snow yeah but i also think of like care morin right oh, of yeah, like the snow, snowy, the snow yeah. ridden mountains i, guess I would say it's like very lord of the rings in that it's all seasons you know all the time <laughs> yeah but i would say you know uh, season three i believe is being speculated to come out in the summer of 2023 it doesn't mm. feel like a summer show to me well, get on board because it's coming out. It is coming out. <laughs> we should say, uh, certainly we are not here just to discuss the Witcher Blood Origin because we have one big elephant-esque monster Aww. in the room that requires a bit of catching up on in terms of our thoughts on, of course, since the last time we have gathered talking The Witcher, it has been announced uh, that Henry Cavill will be departing the series after season three as the titular Witcher as Geralt of Rivia. So this will be a little bit of a catch-all of a Blood Origin preview, what you need to know, what we should expect from this four-episode miniseries, yeah. as well as given our, our thoughts about, you know, 
going into the final season of Henry Cavill and into the future that looks to be a little Australian. <laughs> I guess. I don't think he'll be putting an Australian accent on. No, uh, I would like, not. I don't think he'll have his real accent. <laughs> no, but Liam Hemsworth is going to be the Correct, new yeah. Carol Rivia. That's <laughs> Imagine what I was if Carol Rivia was an Aussie accent. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, a lot of people are able to keep their, their natural accents when it comes to... No, I to... agree. I just think Carol Rivia has, like, he has no accent. Like, he has, like, it's, like, very, like, like, I just don't think the Aussie is, like, as dramatic. I don't know. I mean, listen, as long as you're just grumbling and saying the that's, F word, exactly. you pull out yeah, the Geralt of Rivia voice. Not sure you need an accent. But let's not put the uh, the roach before the, the cart, as it were. Let's talk about the Witcher blood origin, which yeah. again, is fairly unfounded territory. It, reminds me, it is, it, yeah. It reminds me a lot of what they did with the Rings of Power this year on Amazon in that you know, Andrei mm-hmm. Sapkowski has made mention of, of course, the uh, what is it? The the con- the conjunction of the spheres. The conjunction of the spheres. Uh, but with- yeah, I mean, as pe- I don't know if I, you guys are listening to this, having listened to our previous episodes or podcasts, or you're just jumping in. But um, the show The Witcher is based off of uh, six fantasy novels and fifteen short stories written by. Andrei Sapkowski. I don't say it well. Is that where I just supposed to fill in with yes. my line? <laughs> um, and so th- it's very similar to how Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, you know, uh, except that in this regard, there isn't a ton of source material. Whereas in The Lord of the Rings, there is the Cimmerillion and there's all this other stuff. And like Tolkien was like a very much so about writing around the world prior to those things. Right. But I would say it's similar in that they are loosely looking at things that were described, you know, via the canon, via yeah. the text. And then really springing off of that to create something new, new characters, newer setting in a manner of speaking. There was a prequel novel um, that he did write in 2013 called Season of Storms. I have not read that. Sorry, I like fell off the the trail there so the trail. you lost the scent <laughs> so i mean i can't really tell you much about it other than like it does exist i don't know how much they're they're pulling from that though all right so let's talk a little bit about the witcher blood origin and what to expect because netflix has actually right. given away not a given lot, away actually. but, but <laughs> has given a good amount of background as to what it's going to be about i mean again it's tough for me to call it a show because it's only four episodes they were billing it as sort of like a special presentation which is interesting well and because i think that so it's supposed to take place you know 12 they kept saying it 1200 years ago 1200 years 1200 years ago 1200 it's in like every trailer and so that's 1200 years prior to gerald or rivia and the i think the timeline of the show was said to be a month so the show creator said it's a month prior to the conjunction of the spheres happening. So it's like kind of like a count. It's like the it's like a really long episode of 24. <laughs> it's 30. Yeah, yeah, it's 30. Well, so let's talk about what the conjunction of the spheres are, because to your point, yeah. there might be some people that are like, I've never checked out The Witcher before. It looks right. a little menacing. Oh, look, there's a four episode miniseries with Michelle Yeoh. Let me check it Why out. Why not? Because she's great. So for the uninformed or perhaps those that might not remember, because again, it's been a year. Can you remind people what was the conjunction of the spheres yeah so in the world of the witcher there think about there's a bunch of different universes and in this world and the conjunction of the spheres is this event where all of those universes came together and had an impact and up until that point there were no monsters in the world of the witcher proper in that that universe that planet for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. but when the spheres came together 
monsters made their way through these access points or monoliths. And then, you know, it all kind of tumbles down from there. But eventually witchers were created as a way to battle these monsters, you know, but it is kind of convoluted because it's like chicken or egg at this point. Yeah. So basically we're dealing with the multiverse, which is we are dealing with the multiverse. And of those multiverses, this world is elves primarily. And And is that why they're doing the Christmas release? They're like, well, people are thinking about elves anyway. I don't think so. No. (laughs) You think Will Ferrell will make an appearance in this one? No, but Minnie Driver does. (laughs) Minnie Driver does. Yeah. She's very elf-like just in general. And we'll have to talk about her character, which is like a totally weird sort of separate from yeah the rest we'll, we'll of talk it. about definitely i think there's there's a, a certain thing that happens at the end of the trailer that is wtf in many ways but yeah well and i can i can give you color into it but it's like we won't know but essentially yeah the conjunction of the spheres was to go into like you know nerdy sci-fi lexicon it's a nexus event it was yeah. where there was a world of elves think of it as wor- like the big bang <laughs> yeah a world of men and there was a world of monsters and in the conjunction of the spheres these portals open we find out in the witcher season two it's through these big monoliths and yeah. as a result, everything started to get mixed together. Everything started to get mixed together. And then the the world that we experience in the Witcher television series one and series two is the world of the elves. Yes. So, you know, while there are men there and there are monsters there, they have come into this world and we don't see the other two worlds ever. Right. Exactly. So they all came in and they essentially, as was uh, talked about a lot specifically in season two, kind of then conquered and appropriated the native land of Mm -hmm. the elves, specifically the men for their good. And so, yeah, by and large, the majority of these characters in the Witcher blood origin are focused on the elves, as you say. So right now, uh, we are dealing with, even before the other macro stuff, there's micro stuff happening within this world of the elves. Yeah, it's almost like you have to like wipe the blank, wipe wipe the slate clean, because here we are, this is the elf world, and there are three elven tribes, kingdoms, kingdoms. It's war. Uh, So we have, was it Prishia, it's Darwin, and it's Zintria. That last name may sound familiar to people that have watched The Witcher because that was the uh, previous elven land that then became what was known as Sintra in the the Witcher proper, which is, of course, a central hub for many of our main characters. Yeah. And so obviously, you know, the other two have gone, you know, the way of the dodo. But, (laughs) um, you know, the Sintria one, at least the name is familiar, whether or not that's anything to do with anything and so where we come upon our characters which we'll get into at the start of blood origin is i believe at a point when the elves have kind of gone a little too far you know with their civil war yeah there's all the kingdoms are essentially feuding with each other which and they're like depleting the resources there's like you know there's uh, like lack of food there's you know there's famine there's disease there's all these things and and so there's there's gonna be you know a a catalyst of an emperor of sorts who's gonna you know perhaps do some evil stuff right so we should also note in terms of the hierarchy of these kingdoms each kingdom is uh protected by a clan which yeah which i hate honestly i hate the way that they phrase this clans no i just hate the way it's phrased because a clan is not does not evoke it is not evocative of me within me of like a like an army or like a like a yeah, protectorate or they're, something. They're mercenaries. Yeah, and like I feel like a clan is the same thing as like 
like I got confused when I was reading about it because I was like, wait, the kingdoms are the clans or no? No, the, these are individual groups that are. The clans are separate from the kingdoms. They're like, a, think kingdom macro, clan micro. Yeah. And then the clans are sort of like the bodyguards. They're the yes. protectorates of specifically the rulers of the kingdoms. There's And the, they're legit. There's the dog clan. There's the serpent clan and the raven clan. And then there is the also the ghost clan. Yeah, there was like this ghost tribe, which is like an like a what we are to be understood as like no longer a thing. Hence the name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the reason why we bring this up is because as we segue into our characters, the majority of them come from these clans are sort of like outcasted from being protectors of these feuding rulers, which will then send them off on their own independent adventures. Right. So, you know, we have, I guess we could dive right into the characters because I feel like that's going to be a, a good place to yeah, kick off. Because we mainly have, I would say right now, we know the most about the main three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, you know, can mention about the our, our spare mini driver appearances. But there are three that have been highlighted on the Witcher on Netflix YouTube channel that I think mm-hmm. I'm imagining we're going to spend the most amount of time well we in. know the most about them i mean there's a few other ones there's you know the um there's uh, there's clearly some you know blonde chick we don't really get to know about her but like she's the one that's telling the prophecy and all yeah, that so we, we, we and we have a dwarf as well we that have looks a dwarf very fun i mean she's her first of all her accent is amazing um yeah because because what they allude to in the trailer is that there's going to be like this ragtag group of seven that is going mm-hmm. to... It's very much so like the Fellowship oh, yeah, of the Ring. Completely. Like very much, you know, take down the big yeah. bad. So we only know about half of them, really, their story. But let's go through them. So yeah. we start with, uh, I believe it, it's Ayla, I think is, or Isla is how they pronounce her name. Yeah, when I read it, I thought it was Ellie, but it's clearly not. It's yeah. like Isla. Um, so she's a warrior of the Queen's Guard. Yeah, she was a, she's a former member of the Raven Clan. Of the Raven uh, Clan. She was a, a child soldier who then essentially uh got sort of like uh, fell out of it and is now traveling as a bard her nickname is the lark yeah so like yeah we talk about these warriors these guards or whatever so she was brought up as a warrior to protect a queen in her clan mm-hmm. of one of the realms i can't remember which one is tied yeah, to i don't know which one is rich yeah i, I think th- in the map they're colored which is nice that it's like red gray and and like yellow or something mm-hmm. like that but i can't remember so yeah that's her she looks great she's played by sophia brown mm-hmm. um seems really badass yeah, but also good... sounds beautiful when yeah, she's saying so she's like the, she's like if yaskier you know was able to hit back in a manner of speaking and uh, she's yeah well and i think she's also quite famous as the lark because throughout their trailer people are like oh you're the lark you're the right. lark but she's trying to i think disavow yes. that name i don't and think it, she wants to be that anymore but it's interesting because she uh, you know sophia brown talks about her sort of using music as a way to cope through the amount of violence that she mm-hmm. has gone through but she is uh, a bit again of a, of a ragamuffin again a bit of like an, an outcast an independent sort and she is going to come into contact with Fial, who is played by uh, Lawrence O'Furin, I believe yeah. is how you pronounce his name, who is also an outcast of the Dog Clan. Sworn to protect a king. Yes, and it's, <laughs> it appears through some sort of character introduction that like... He, he was banished. Yeah, he breaks his oath or something happens. And as you talked about, he's banished from the Dog Clan and he very much is sort of wandering about without a purpose. And so these two are going to become unlikely bedfellows both metaphorically maybe literally who the hell knows no i you get some romance vibes between them in the trailers for sure yeah so it, it it's seems very like, romance 
Very romance, uh, speaking of Australia. So, yeah, we, we sort of have, again, like, the softer, more artistic one, and then the sort of more hard-headed, uh, you know, Lawrence talks about in a video on Netflix about how, like, uh, he had weakness and emotion beaten mm -hmm. out of him. So I think we're getting more of that season one Geralt emotionless. So that should make a good pair. But running out this trio is a lovely woman by the name I mean, like, of, thank God. of Skian. Mm -hmm. uh, Skian is, as you mentioned, the last of the ghost tribe. She's a hermit who was once the sword mother of Ayla. Uh, and so essentially they're going to come to her essentially to recruit her and her sword skills to yeah, help, the, I guess help the, her do whatever they're doing. She's the last member of this nomadic tribe, which they were specifically sword elves. So I guess like they were uh, the people who like learned sword and taught sword and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, but yes, sh there was a blade stolen from her tribe. And so, yeah. And so the, they're using that as an incentive, right? Like, Oh, come help us with this thing. So you could get back your stolen blade. But she's also like very tied into a, how are we saying her name? I think we're saying, I think, it, I think it's Isla. 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 But it's Michelle. Yo, like, it, well, that's, it, it, is that not just yes, the, 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 no, the, she's the proof so great. of purchase right there? And she's she got these amazing facial tattoos. And so it's evocative of this very, like, um, culturally significant something or other. Like, we don't know about the ghost tribe. We're not sure what their deal is, but we want to know. So, um, yeah, love her. I mean, how could you not? And she truly has been <laughs> the trailer's every, just basic. everywhere, every <laughs> all at once. Uh, everywhere just, all at once. Yeah, between like she's <laughs> hot dog fingers. But yeah, well, hopefully those won't show up there. Uh, between you know, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and her appearance in the Bond films. Obviously, like more recently, Star Trek Discovery, uh, yeah. Shang Chi. Of course, everything everywhere all at once. So I'm happy that this, we've just found her in a fantasy thing. Well, and I think that she's also. Um, you know, very skilled physically as well. I mean, a lot of what they show in the trailer is her sword play and it's all just very beautiful. So yeah. I think that will be nice to visually see as well. That's my thing is that Michelle Yeoh is... She paints a pretty picture. She, and and she's freaking awesome at kicking butt. And yeah. so I'm, I'm always yeah. glad when they put her in property where she is able to kick butt and don't just like put her behind a chair. Listen, we love crazy rich Asians, but like we come to see Michelle Yeoh fight. I do love her in that though. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, and then of course, you know, we'll, we'll mention this here. Skip ahead about like a minute, a minute and a half. If you do not want to know perhaps a bit of a spoiler that ties into the Witcher proper uh, right now, just because we're going to mention something that was shown in the trailer that definitely blew my mind. Uh, yeah, I had to do a deep dive into this one. So out of nowhere pops Mini Driver. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's fun. And then out of nowhere pops Yaskier. Yeah. And she... you're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, she pops up at the end of this trailer as she tells him like, oh, I need your help to, quote, sing a song back to life. Mm -hmm. And so the character of her her name is... Is it like Sianchai? It's spelled Sianchai. Like it's actually the name like Sean and then Chai T. So it's like Sianchai, but a shape-shifting collector of lore. And she has the abilities to travel between time and worlds. So in other well, words, good for her. Yeah, she's like our she's like a narrator of sorts for us, like a guide. And so, you know, where the Witcher is coming from and the whole world thing and all of that, like maybe she's going to help us understand that a little bit, um, like where the origin is coming from. So I don't know what 
and when this will happen within the yeah, show. Yeah, do you think this might be like a framing device of her yeah. being like, settle in, I will tell you the story. Which, if it is, I'm not going to be super into because one of the things I, which is like, this is a hot take, but one of the things I loved about Witcher season one was how much they didn't explain anything. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like very into how the timeline stuff kind of happened. So, I don't know. Um, she's a character, so it's not like yeah. she's just a voiceover, but... Um, but it does seem like from her perspective, if she is truly like omnipotent, she might yeah. be this like, I'm going to stand back and watch and not interfere with everything that's happening. Um, yeah, I will say, though, that like Mini Driver looks stunning as, as an elf. As she always does. But specifically as an elf, like I feel like she could be like a very much a Lord of the Rings character the way she looks. So I'm I'm happy that she does have that vibe and she can like partake of that vibe. But yeah, and maybe this is just like throwing that bait right to people that are like, well, I miss Geralt. I miss Siri. It's like, well, here's your Yaskier. There you go. He's going to show right. up. Maybe, he'll just, he, maybe he will really show up yeah. at the very end. But it was still really interesting. It seems like the plot itself seems focused on, like you said, for whatever reason, whether it is due to like the actions of these mm-hmm. rulers or just complete coincidence, like the monoliths are showing up. The spheres are indeed, you know, crossing over and we see monsters show right. up. And what I would imagine, given the title of the series, is that this is going to focus on this group being behind creating the first, not witcher, but like an ancestor of them. Right. Because the idea is that there's this there's this big bad that's a big bad elf guy mm. who's going to come out. BBE. BBE. Um, and he's going to come about and he's going to be, you know, he he's going to be the one that's OK. You have all these warring tribes or whatever. I'm going to be your emperor now. Like bow down to me, you mm-hmm. know, which happens, I think, in a lot of stories. It's like too much strife and somebody's going to dictatorship the whole thing to hell. Oh, yeah. And so he, but with that, I think comes him creating um, or, you know, dealing with monsters. Uh, and so then the seven, I think are going to find themselves in a position of, okay, do we fight fire with fire? Do Mm. we also create a monster hybrid, whatever? Do we also like put monster in ourselves so that we can be powerful as well? And, you know, I think that that's going to be the question that we'll see, which is what the witchers do. I mean, the witcher, it's going to be very different, obviously, than what we see happen in, what was that one, that cartoon one we watched? Oh, it was like, uh, what was it? Something, Something of, of the, the Wolf. wolf. Yeah, yeah, the the anime of the origins of um, the Witcher of Geralt specifically. But I think that in that we see like how a Witcher is made proper. We're going to see sort of like the prototype of that. Yeah, which is interesting uh, because, again, I think it's it's a fun way to sort of like backfill exposition without necessarily needing to make this feel like it's essential reading in a manner of speaking like i would imagine if you're busy during the holidays and you miss this that like when season three comes around you'll be fine you won't miss a step uh but it's a nice way to sort of like fill in the extra credit for us very studious students in a manner of speaking studious students yeah and just and and be able to to say oh yeah we can check this out learn a bit more about the history of the continent uh perhaps then you know giving a sense as to what the elven culture was like specifically might inform the way we look at some of our elven characters moving forward because they became a much larger part of season two they in particular. did well and in season one and in season two we see them as like the like despot like forgotten people who yep. are totally like prejudiced against and you know people are racist towards elves and like clearly in this there it's all elves yeah. like there are no men there are no monsters like the elves are that's there's like levels but in cast in there but 
they're not, you know, thought of as like a lower a lower segment of human, you know, whatever. Yeah, but I'm intrigued to see, obviously, though, even if, you know, it's the whole Sneetch's story from Dr. Seuss, right? Of like, no matter what, even if you still all look the same, there's still going to be opportunity to create that discrimination. And that's where the kingdoms come in. So what's interesting is like, like this is a, a hefty amount of lore, as we talked about. I'll be intrigued to see how much we get out of it in like the first episode, you know, because it's only four episodes. Is this a huge lore dump a la Lord of the Rings? Is this something that gets parsed out? through the four episodes and if so do we feel like that's appropriate if four episodes is not very long no it's not very long and i i did read somewhere that they were saying like it it is complete like it's not like there's not going to be like a huge cliffhanger like saying okay here comes blood origin season two like that's not what they're trying to do they did leave it open that they could Mm -hmm. but that's not the point so hopefully we don't have any issues like where it is sort of let like threads are left open too much yeah but i'm intrigued i mean it's been a while again since we've really delved back into the continent and you know, it'll. I think it's a nice aperitif, perhaps, to what we're going to get into in The Witcher Season 3. Uh, no matter what its quality, just like a stopover of, yeah, here's a reminder of what the tone is. It seems very clear from the marketing and promotional materials that still, you know, same amount of violence, same amount of gore, same amount of, uh, of yeah. curse words involved in it, which is yeah, like good old Witcher of... stuff that we love. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else we want to preview about Blood Origin? I would say that's pretty much all we know, but again, it's a fair amount. Yeah, I think we know a decent amount. I think there are a lot of characters we haven't met yet, which I'm fine with. Um, I think that'll be fun to like discover them. So yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Angela. Let's get into 
the big piece of Witcher news. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, and it was a bit of a bum bum bummer as we found this out over the past couple of months. It was officially announced. Hey, fans, good news, bad news. Good news, we're officially moving forward with season four. Yeah. Bad news, we're moving forward without uh, one particular Geralt for season four. Netflix and Henry Cavill announced in the fall of 2022 that season three would be his final season as Geralt of Rivia on The Witcher. It's been a and bit so, of a, it's been a tumultuous uh, <laughs> couple of months for Henry Cavill. Well, yeah, because when this first happened, he was announcing it because he was going to be moving back towards doing Superman. Right, because uh, people knew that he had shown up in the post credit scene for Black Adam, and so it had been implied that he was going to return to Superman. I think he had assumed that he was going to return to Superman. And he was going to focus on that, and so he stepped down from The Witcher. I mean, maybe there were some other reasons. But... Right, so that's the other thing as well, is that either coincidentally or not, there was a corresponding scoop that had come out a couple of weeks or maybe even days before the news that allegedly uh, the writers on The Witcher were not that devoted or maybe even interested in the source material. According to some reports, Mm -hmm, uh, the writers just like, not openly mocked it, but were clearly not really uh, not really going to the word and letter of the law necessarily to make the stuff that they want to. Again, if you've watched the first two seasons, you know, especially the second season, you know that is very much the case. And Henry Cavill, we talk so many times about like the reason why he signed up to do this is that, you know, he's a huge nerd. He loved the games. It got him into the books. And now he knows it for basically every letter that is on the page. Yeah. And so I don't Which know. Which is great. Like, it, I love somebody who likes the source material. I love somebody who's passionate about it. But there were also some other things that happened or came out that... I don't love yeah. um, some claims of misogyny in the workplace, yeah, specifically by Henry Cavill towards women showrunners and writers. Because, right, because there is a, a woman who is the showrunner for The Witcher. Right. So him coming and saying like, you know, going over her head and and not giving the respect that's owed to that person became really impossible for him to, women to work with him right basically. so it, it really did feel like a bit of an impasse where perhaps you know it's a bit of a snake eating its own tail but i would imagine between like henry cavill feeling like people do not respect the source material the way he does and, yeah, and so he tried to feel- overrule her and get yeah, and, changes and others, made last minute and yeah, go and then over her head disrespected by the fact that he feels like he knows better than them about Correct. how to make the show but it's totally fucked up because you can't if she's the showrunner like you really need to to follow the proper channels you can't just like go over somebody's head just because you know and whether or not this is because she's a woman who who the hell knows like we weren't there but i don't love no a man thinking that they can just do whatever the fuck they want because they read a book and played a video game. <laughs> Very valid in many, many <laughs> She ways. has a job to do. She's show running. Yeah. You have a job to do as an actor, bring you whatever you want to bring to the table, but respect. Regardless. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, my vagina. <laughs> I did not listen to that version of Aretha's song, but now I'm going <laughs> to buy that LP. Uh, but yeah, so I I mean, who again, this is all like, it is all fairly gossipy. Like there's nothing, and I love Henry Cavill. I think that he's yeah. a great person, and I doubt that from what I've heard, like he is a, a genuinely good, nice human being, but does have a tendency to get very passionate. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to somebody who sets their mind to something and won't stop until they get it done. 
she says lovingly. Yes. While looking at her husband. Yes. Um, hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> wink, I, wink. Uh, that's a fly I have, so I can understand where that's coming from. But, you know, when you're in the public eye, you can't, can't do that. Right. And it's, you know, sad news, though, because I do feel like, and I, I don't know if this is completely hyperbolic, but, like, Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia was one of those perfect casting choices for me of like any property. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be it's going to be tricky because it, it, he was just so good. And the amount I think that he was able to deepen Geralt and the writers were in the second season was very much appreciated. He just he really was that part in so many ways. So it is just so tragic. Well, because on both he's ends. obsessed. Right. So <laughs> it, it's, it's really tragic on both ends that it just ended up working right. out the way. Well, that and it there did. was a lot of talk of and this is something that I think you would be more familiar with than I would but the video game bro culture and video game like the way that people talk within video games about video games like it can be very mat like like crazy masculine oh like, yeah bro. oh yes and i think that like you can you know when you're obsessed with video games you probably are absorbing a lot of that but you can't bring that to the workplace it's not like you would like play halo and like be an asshole on your game and then you would go to work the next day and talk that way to your coworker. no mm. but it's hard when your like job is portraying a video game character so i don't know yeah so that being said there is still one more season of henry cavill as and i'm still pumped i still like yeah, him and, and it seems like you know they're they're, they're still on track it's uh, you know perhaps to dispute some of the claims about the verisimilitude the showrunner is going forward to say like season three is the most faithful to the books yeah yet uh so i'm i'm intrigued but to the point that you made just with all the whispering is going on behind the scenes things seem a bit messier behind the curtain than maybe we initially expected though maybe that's just Hollywood in particular. But as we alluded to before, it was also announced his uh, replacement, the next one to inherit the throne of The Witcher, is none other than Liam Hemsworth, Gail, whatever his last name was from The Hunger Games. I don't remember his last yeah, name either. I remember Peter Malark, but I don't remember Gail's last name. Gail Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> might as well just throw him in there with, with everybody. Are you, uh, do you have any opinions at all, good or bad, about Liam Hemsworth? I like Liam Hemsworth. No, I, I, I think it'll be good. I mean, I, I think it'll be different, but I actually don't see a huge problem with it. It just depends on how they go about it. So, you know, at the end of season three, and if it's a send off for Geralt, and so what's, is this going to be a new universe? Right, is this like gonna are, be... we, are they going to go Doctor Who and just be right. like, always regenerating? Or, or are they just going to like completely ignore, ignore it? it? Which is fine. If they do that, I, I'll drink the Kool-Aid. I'll go along with it. But I, I'm just curious how they're going to handle it. I don't necessarily have a problem with Liam's, Hem, Liam's, Liam's Hemsworth. Liam's Hemsworth's. Being Geralt of Rivia, I think he can pull it off. It's just, you know, you have the right makeup. You have the right, you know, the right costume. Like, he's a good enough actor. I think he could do it. Yeah, I think he'd be, I think he'd be able to, to pull it off. I'm always for, like, giving uh, new actors in a new role a chance. But I'd be intrigued considering that. Again, this is he's a- not bad to look at. So like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, from aesthetic purposes, that's always true. I'm just intrigued since we know this information ahead of time. Right. Like, yeah, will this be a send off to Henry Cavill or is it just going to be like we get the eight episodes <laughs> and then it'll start, you know. Well, there was an art I was reading up today in prep for this. There was an article that came out like a day ago about like how the end of season three ended up being a big send off and a good send off. Okay. But it wasn't planned that way. So I don't think we're going to see like stuff happening throughout season three that is 
Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna be Geralt being like, oh no, I accidentally drank the shapeshifter potion. Right, exactly. Now I'm, now I'm shifting It'll into another person. It'll just be like a send off that, that was already part of it. It just happens to like tie in. Yeah, one of those things where it's a season finale that mm-hmm. feels like a series finale and just happens to to be one. Yeah, for him it is. For him it is. Lights so, out, baby. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big big piece of news. Obviously, you know, a lot of fondness for Henry Cavill, and of course, a lot of you know mixed emotions given what you were talking about with the, Ooh, with the allegations. So, yeah, it's tough, tough to grapple with. It's, and it's tough to approach all this stuff with nuance. But I am happy that the show is moving forward uh, in whatever form it may be. It won't be long before we get it as well, you know. But half a year basically until we get to meet up with. Jennifer, when does it come out? Uh, so they haven't explicitly said it yet, but they pretty much have said like mid 2023, I think is what they officially said. Okay. Yeah. So, because I think they have it in the can and everything. I think it's, it was just a matter of like. In the cans. <laughs> what? That's a. I know. It just sounds dumb. But they, they, <laughs> they had, you know, Blood Origin just waiting. So I think it was just a matter of like timing everything out maybe there was some post-production stuff that they still have to complete mm, on mm-hmm. uh season three of the witcher so this is again like a little bit of a taste in blood origin that we get before the big course in season three of the witcher nom, nom, nom. exactly so just to set up what our coverage is going to be again it's a little bit of a weird thing because it's a four episode event yeah, that we're not going to pl- be doing like a ton of coverage no it's, it, <laughs> and, and it takes place and you know it drops on christmas i think what's going to be easiest is that It'll drop on Christmas. Angela and I are going to watch all four episodes in the speed that we can, which considering the person I'm talking with is going oh, to yeah, be alarmingly fast. It's already done. And once we watch all four episodes, we'll get together and do a wrap up. I think it's that simple, uh, both because we don't know whether this will warrant episodic coverage. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm too busy for episodic coverage. <laughs> uh, she's booked and blessed. Uh, I'm booked and blessed. So, yeah, so we'll we'll do like a one big wrap up. And I and we'll also see as well like something tells me this is probably meant to be right. watched almost as like one big like a movie. Four hour movie. So, we'll see speaking of other uh, you know, m- movies that Henry Cavill was a part of that were four hour movies. Oh, uh, was that? Oh, that the was Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, the, the cut. The Snyder cut, exactly. Can't say I've seen any of that. Well, there's not an opportunity for that in the future unfortunately from the new perspective, but he landed on his feet. He's in Warhammer now. That was the the other yes. big announcement to end the year. And Henry Cavill, I remember watching the Witcher season two, like behind the scenes post show thing. And Henry Cavill talked about like him and Joey Beatty bonding over him painting Warhammer figures. So like he found his way into another yeah. nerdy, passionate project. Don't worry. He'll be fine. Yeah. As long as he treads a little bit more carefully, I am on board. All right. Well, we'll be back in, oh, oh you know, probably a week and a half uh, to talk through a big overview perspective of the Witcher blood origin. We'll get into everything that happened, but just give our general thoughts, maybe some thoughts about specific characters, moments, etc. And then before you know it, you know, you'll you'll have your head hit the pillow and then it'll be time to wake back up, fight some more monsters for the Witcher season three. It's finally back in our lives. Hooray! So you can, of course, follow us on social media. Angela is at Ange Pelagi, posting all the stories on Instagram that our son accidentally posts there when he's yeah, uh, like, experimenting with I... the Instagram filters. Yeah, sorry for anyone that follows me and just got pictures of Asher's forehead today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, uh, there could be worse foreheads to look at. Uh, you can he follow does have me... a cute forehead. You can follow me at a Mike Bloom type. Of course, I am busy, busy working hard on uh, the best of 2022 working stuff. Working hard or hardly working, am I right? You are wrong, I suppose, because oh, I yeah. am working hard. Uh, at least I think I am. Uh, you with, are. 
with the best of 2022 series, talking about a bunch of things over on uh, post show recaps, including uh, my final best of 2022 podcast is going to be about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. I know we had promised we were going to do a feedback show that didn't I'm happen. I'm sorry. It's my fault. No, it's just various extenuating circumstances. Angela, just for the for the nerds in the audience, uh, do you want to give just a quick review your opinion about Rings of Power? I liked it. Not liked, not loved. No, I loved it. I, I, if it's Lord of the Rings, I love it. That's true. Yeah, that's all I got right now, Bloom. You can't <laughs> shoot that stuff at me. Listen, I think it's good for the soundbite. I'll put it on the poster for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> loved it. I liked it, Angela Bloom. <laughs> so all that's going on. I've also been wrapping up Survivor and the Amazing Race over on Rob has a podcast. But if you're into fantasy stuff. Be sure to check out everything that's coming out with The Witcher. I also know His Dark Materials is currently yes. on their third season. I know Rich and Melissa are covering that as well. So plenty of stuff to check out in the fantasy sphere <laughs> and, and the conjunctions therein. Uh, so, And we will be talking about said conjunction next time on this podcast as Angela and I will be back in just a bit of time to give our overall thoughts and wrap up the Witcher Blood Origin. Happy holidays to everybody. I hope you enjoy the Witcher Blood Origin as well. We'll certainly have some thoughts when we convene next time. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. When you listen fast to all our podcasts, an impressive feat since our network is vast. There's actually much more behind an online door. Become a patron and enjoyment will soar. So many different perks, a Discord to lurk, get early releases, and maybe some merch. Podcast exclusively, like Extra and YA. It's but tons of content to fill out your day. Toss a coin to Patreon, support post show recaps, support post show recaps, oh. Toss a coin to Patreon, come join our community. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.